0: Good evening, I am hoping you're not finding this podcast upset with me, but hopefully relieved that I've given you a break between servings because that last episode has been receiving a lot of traction and a lot of of good feedback and I can only accredit that to The Hub uh, Scooter and he is a man of few words, but he has impacted a bunch of people. With his um sincerity and um just his genuine spirit that pretty much transcends across this this audio uh there's nothing more than I could say, and I hope this finds you in in a okay space um I'm using that word lightly, and I'm of course using my air quotes because this is perilous times, and there's <laughs> it can't come out any. Uh, less harsh, or um, I can't dumb it down for you at this time. Uh, We have a lot of things going on um, in our society, in our reality. Now, it feels like a movie is what I'm getting the consensus of pretty much everybody I've been following. Um, Just things that have been impacted for myself. uh, It has been more so internalizing things that have that I have probably suppressed as it relates to race, as it relates to prejudice, as it relates to racism, as it relates to just um, my everyday functioning with people of different races and cultural uh, ethnicities. It doesn't even matter. But um, as from my, for the field that I'm in, for those that don't know, I'm a licensed counselor. Uh, We have, the luxury of having and I say luxury because it is a privilege to have those courses embedded in your clinical practice where you're supposed to be prone to cultural competence and you're supposed to eliminate biases in order to help your clients and your patients and whomever you serving at the time effectively. And without doing so, you will see some sort of I, I the only way I could say is transference of just feelings and biases onto your clients. And if you're only looking towards clients that are like-minded uh, it's it, our clients that are like-minded. It's hard to define that. So I don't know what your screening process is. And I know I'm going completely off topic, but that's just how I've been. Let this be a marker for you right here where I said, greeting, hello, how you doing from okay to doing bad from up and down to say, hello. I, This is how I've been. This has been my week. This has been honestly the best reason that I've taken a break uh, is because I could not give from a place that I didn't feel like I had anything for you guys. But tonight I do have some content and and I have to, of course, use myself um, as I will always do, uh, because I'm going to be hot tonight. I am going to be humble. I am going to be optimistic as I possibly can. Uh, but I'm going to also be transparent and that is my superpower is my transparency to you all. If I had to speak about anything leftover was what I just started with was pretty much the go check out that last episode y'all. This is the wrap up of season one right here. This 11th episode is the wrap up of season one. Just go engorge yourself with gumbo. Just go listen to the top 10, some of the introductory episodes, but go ahead and listen and, um, Tell me what you think. I love your feedback. Uh, the gumbo filet, what I'm going to highlight the most is you all, the listeners, who have gotten us to 200 downloads. We have launched as of April 1st. Today is June 1st that I'm recording this episode. And two months in, and it feels, I don't know, it just feels surreal. Um, and I'm still giving you what I can. Um, this is a passion of mine. Just a, am a talker. I'm a conversationalist. I like to sit down. I guess you you would say a sapiosexual. I like to sit down and pick your brain and hear what you have to say and organize your thoughts for you and in a, and help you in a way to get those creativity <laughs> creativity. Just that creative spirit out. Okay? Um what's trending right now? You guys could see it turn on your TVs if unless you're living under a rock, you don't know what's going on out there. And there's protests, and there's rioting, and there's looting, looting. Excuse me, and none of which uh, are within the same lane. None of which, but they're all happening simultaneously. Everybody seems to be to blame. We're all to blame, right? And if we're standing for a cause, we're appearing to be on two separate sides of a fence, yelling at one another. A couple of people straddling it. Uh, But I'm speaking more so tonight in regards to silence, and I've kind of took taking myself off of, of mute in a sense because I just feel like I couldn't get it out at first and I felt like a coward for not doing that and when I say that I mean like speaking about it publicly verbalizing my words I felt like you speak you speak all the time you have to have something to say about this and to be honest the hesitation came from um just my fear of upsetting some of my white colleagues, white friends. Um, so some of the people I choose to follow on Facebook, some of the which I have cho- chosen to unfollow as a result of all of this. Um, but it really just uncovers and unveils the shield that you have over your eye eyes and sometimes over the other other people's eyes. Because maybe they didn't see you as maybe they saw you as myself. They probably just saw me as Sagan. They never looked at me as a black woman with black children. And unfortunately, you can't unsee color, so let's just get that out there. Um, when those people that's not a really great statement to say, so all my white listeners, if you are listening, if you're needing this to be an educational podcast, let this be that. Saying that you don't see color is not actually something we want to hear. We need you to see color, we need you to see differences, those make us unique, those actually cultivate us, those actually. Help us see that there is some line of demarcation, that there is some difference there, and th- those differences make us exactly who we are. And if you don't see them, you're really literally forcing yourself not to see an issue, and you're trying your best to avoid truth. And that is willful, I- willful ignorance, and I just cannot condone that. Um, and if if you if you're anybody I consider a friend, I would definitely think that we'll have an open conversation to the degree that. You would, you know, either agree to disagree, just get your feelings out there, be completely transparent, and say exactly what you need to say, and just let it go from there. Okay, saying what you need to say really emits silence, right? There's there should be no silence on this, and um, as many people as you've seen posting this, um, this saying that silence is betrayal, and basically your omission is somehow your mission to basically face the truth or speak against it or speak up if you're support of it is admission to guilt in some way admission to support um your silence is betrayal um and i'm calling this episode to be or not to be that is the question and the question is silence so when we ended on home is where the heart is right we talked about us being silent like some people couldn't fathom the fact that we would hold a secret so dear something such that would such so deserving of a congratulations and such a congratulatory time that we would hold that dear to us and say you know what I'm not going to tell anybody I'm going to only tell home uh, my loved ones and and you know share this with them and we'll hold it for a year and we'll see what God can do with us while we're uh, sustaining his miracle that he basically created homeowners. And some people couldn't fathom why we would keep that dear. Some people thought that we had just purchased a home because we actually put it out there. we were like, hey, here's a year. Happy birthday, house. And they were like, oh, congratulations. Uh, because we're so eager to put things out there most times, it's very hard for people to fathom that we would keep something to ourselves because we're so avid about posting 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 everybody I mean there's no filter these days on certain things that we post and just allow people in on that when we do keep things sacred it's appearing to be some sort of like you're being snooty or in some way you're you're leaving them out and and people also always have a fear of missing out right well I was thinking about the pros and cons of silence and y'all know how I get I'm a tactful person so I, I I went ahead and I looked up silence, of course, the Webster Dictionary uh, definition of silence. So let's I thought it was interesting. So let me read it. Silence is the complete absence of sound. Okay, that's plain. Silence is the fact or state of abstaining from speech. The avoidance of mentioning or discussing something. Or the state of standing still, not speaking, as a sign of respect for someone deceased or in an opportunity for prayer. So let's totally omit that last one. But I thought what was interesting most about the definition was that the fact or state of abstaining from speech. Abstaining was stood out to me the most because it actually made it seem as if silence was a choice. Right. And and we're omitting the total fact that some people may be nonverbal and they may have their own kind of ailments to cause them not to speak. We're not we're not talking about those people. We're actually talking about these people such as I that can speak, articulate our thoughts and feelings the best we can. And we actually choose not to. So abstaining is almost like, OK, I abstain from sex. That's a choice that I'm no longer having this. To abstain from speech or actually talking to become silent would mean that you've made that conscious decision that you don't have anything to say and you remain silent. So when it comes to racial issues, where do you stand? Some people have often used the excuse is what I'm calling it as um, I just don't have the right words to say. Uh, but these are also the same people that spew off at the mouth because maybe Walmart has long lines. And for perhaps they uh, may be waiting in line for a long period of time and they go in uh, self-checkout and they, you know, gripe and complain. Okay, these are the same people that fly off at the handle when their food at the restaurant is a little bit cold. Maybe Chili's was running a little bit late. Don't ask why I put Chili's out there, but pretty much that I'm just saying. Um, No, we haven't been to restaurants in a while because we're in a pandemic, but please, maybe waiter was a little bit late. Maybe you found a hair in your food, but these are same people that spew off at the mouth, pull out their camera at every other moment when there's somebody ticking them off, right? The same people that claim that they don't have words to say to put in the right way, why should it be right in my uh, my you know that's a question for me. Why should it be right? Why should there be tactfulness when you're trying to speak up against injustice? Um, the only thing I can consider is that you're truly honestly afraid to be outed in a way that your friends. Or your the people that you consider your space and the people that you frequent with will not stand up with you and that way you could appear to be some sort of a martyr or outcast and you're really not comfortable with that. Nor do you want to be seen standing with a minority, so to speak. Um there are pros pros and cons to silence, so I don't want to take a full blown stance on this because you can clearly hear where my direction is going and where I stand, as far as what my silence is concerned. so there's pros to silence right uh, if we're silent, we could keep things secret and sacred, maybe someone told us not to say something, maybe someone said, you know um you know I'm pregnant, I would like for you to keep it secret let's do the gender reveal so on it's on a higher note right, or maybe there's a deep, dark secret that some people do not want to uh You know, reveal maybe someone was molested in their younger days and I'm just going there. So um, they just not coming to terms with it yet, ready to reveal that truth. Let's leave it there. There's pros to keeping things secret. Maybe it'll keep your feelings at bay. Those feelings will stay suppressed and you won't have to deal with it. Right. Some people might find that positive. There are cons to not speaking up against it. So if you know that there's some wrongdoing being done and you indeed keep that secret, you're at fault too, right? You ha- you have some guilt. Um, there's also silence that you may offend someone, right? Uh, which may be in turn a pro because some people may be silent. They don't want to tell somebody that, you know, how they really feel. Maybe that little white lie might keep them, you know, happy. So there, the pros and cons of being silent come into play here. I want to play devil's advocate, but then you can't, especially when it comes to the this, this issues that are currently going on. So there's reasons that people may be afraid. And I really want you guys to weigh in on this one. So there's reasons that people may be afraid. We talked a little bit about it, that, that being outed, being an outcast now that you step up against Uh, Something that is, of course, unjust and wrong, but then in turn, maybe let's say you're a white man or, or male or female. And of course, your male or female friends have gotten into conversations with you before, not on this level of injustice that you have talked about black people or people of color in a way that was not so pleasing or friendly. So now you have to stand up against knowing you do support and you do have "quote unquote" black friends. That's what you s- typically use <laughs> as a source of saying I'm not racist because hey, Billy's Billy's black and I know him, right? Um, so maybe you can't quite use that now because Billy knows he's black, represents and stands firmly in his blackness, and now supports what you guys see now uh, George Floyd let's say his name uh, being killed um, and murdered and he stands firmly saying you know I'm a black man I hope I'm not next and you love Billy right y'all have been friends since high school but instead of supporting Billy you will like every post in opposition of George Floyd that is a kick to Billy's face that is a slap to Billy's nuts whatever you want to call it I just just it's it's disrespectful um some people will say well that's ignorance and then maybe they don't know any better but I honestly think that it's not anyone else's job to educate anybody that wants to be or doesn't want to see um, I don't think it's just our job I think education comes from within you have to first have a motive to get that knowledge our motivation to and if you really just don't want to understand the black experience there's no way that I'm going to be able to sit down and argue with you over social media so my listeners please stay out of that okay um, reasons you should be sympathetic to silence right we mentioned like the rape we mentioned the um molestation possibility let's just say somebody that you're aware of maybe another person of color has not spoken out against this sympathize with them that they may also have trauma attached to it they may also not be able to put it into words so you may think well, that's a cop out and maybe they just don't want to show support and that may be but it could be also a yin and yang or a seesaw of them battling and being vexed with the fact that they're also professionals in a particular setting predominantly white or predominantly majority of not uh, non-black persons and they can't say something in or out of fear of you losing their job. So my thing is like let me play devil's advocate and put those those possibilities out there um, you cannot force someone to be revolutionized or just or someone to be awakened uh, with some sort of, um, I guess, support of something if they haven't done that or haven't had that experience and openness to it. Um, that, that That's just my thing. I, I kind of wanted to get into a storytelling mode of me because if you've gotten this far in the podcast and you're listening and you're like, Okay, um, where's the coward come in? Because she mentioned that early on, and I, I had to put this out on Facebook because I really felt afraid. I even, you know, I wanted to put the N word out there, but then I was like, "Yeah, is that professional?" But then again, I'm like, "This is not a profession. This is not a matter I need to tiptoe around. This is not a matter I could, um, you know, walk on eggshells. I have to really honestly consider the fact that I have two black sons I'm raising, and I'm fearful." And why not be open about that? Why not say everything I feel about that? Why not say those conversations I'm afraid to have with my children, but I'm going to have to because there's a point in their lives where they're no longer considered cute, handsome, respectful, and they become threats just off of the, the, just the way they look. Let's just put it there. Let's just put it out there. Um, I just wanted to say my first encounter or my first uh, we started talking on Facebook, I guess your first encounter with racism. And I just wanted to talk a, on a lighter note of my first introductory to friendship was with a white female, like my best friend. First time my my father, rest his soul, was in agriculture culture. And I'm from a small town, um, very rural area, a.k.a. country. So we're country folks. That's predominantly white field. He worked for a white man. I became friends with a, a white female because I always I was daddy's girl. I always wanted to ride the combines, the tractors. I just wanted to be up under him in some way, shape, or form. And I didn't feel outed. I guess you could say, or an outcast. I didn't feel less than. I felt I did feel disproportionate in the ways of financial comparison because i did see that of course she was more wealthy than i or than us and um that she had more and of course the um i could see that there was differences you know i mean i'm not blind i'm a kid but i'm not blind um i had to honestly this week go back through my memory bank of every little instance where i felt maybe inferior in uh, in my blackness or um, silenced. And those things made me angry. So I had to internalize. This is your hesitation, right? These are where those are these are points and times where you're hesitant. No, my white friend was not making me feel belittled. But when I grew up, I kind of uh, entrusted everyone to be the same as my best friend um, and wasn't. Um, So later in life, I kind of picked up and, uh, and more recently I was exposed that I was called uh, basically a nigger on um, on the tennis court because I play tennis and it's for again a predominantly white sport you see a big black woman playing tennis and uh, I was in high school and to come to terms with that and not saying anything my mom wasn't there at this random time because she'd always come to my matches and I knew she'd be pissed but I, everything that my mom was, I wasn't. And she would have been very outspoken, very vocal about certain things. I even had to talk to my mom about certain things that I've encountered in the past. Um, Other people, even coming from rural area, I can't just blame it on that. I have to blame it on the fact that we were going to be exposed at some point in time in your life. I feel like that's just part of your blackness that hey this is your rites of passage i hate to say it that way but this country has always laid out for us the blueprint of what's going to happen and what should and shouldn't be privy as far as the black experience um and what they will um tolerate and what they will assume you to be um i can even recall a time i was stopped the type of car i was driving i used to drive a uh, I don't think it was like an '84, '85 Buick, um, big long car. Now, if you, you know, yeah, I, I could I, listen. There's some, you know, typecast. I guess you could say cars where they're like, okay, this is a, an affiliation of drugs. Maybe this is a black male car now trust and believe I do believe that I was racially profiled at the time my cousin was a cop so my I was riding with in the car with my six-week-old son right get stopped at the stop sign they claim I was um I, I failure to fail to I don't know what the charge is for I didn't have to signal but I didn't stop completely come to a complete stop is what they said I did um And they took me out of the car, and they held me, they patted me down, and I was like, you know, I have a six-week-old in the car, and they were like, well, where are you coming from? I told them, Baton Rouge. Now, mind you, I went to Southern University, but I'm from my hometown. I get stopped in my hometown, and they were like, well, your license still says here, and uh, why didn't say Baton Rouge, and it's like, um what is the deal like what are y'all looking for you know I I, of course I didn't come I didn't become argumentative I was just kind of like you know yeah it's my permanent address I go to school in in Baton Rouge but I don't live there I don't have a permanent address there so just going into detail explaining meanwhile this entire encounter my six-week-old son is in the car um at times past I don't think they could they had anything uh, to pin me on I do believe I was stopped simply because of the car maybe as fitted the dis fit the description of it but they clearly saw I was female when they stopped me they could have let me go and just say hey, we got the wrong person but where does that line come into play where they're going to be really uh accepting of fault and say you know what I was wrong go ahead go about your business when does it when does it no longer have to be egotistical and we have to question when those systems come into play or when can they or how can they be corrected? Um, I have a lot of questions that are just sitting in my DM in regards to how I feel about certain things. And I really just want to have open dialogue about them. I would love to have a white guest and just have this um open dialogue about how do they feel about this and what is it you know are they weirded out by anything and whether or not they're angered by certain things um it's just a, a matter of understanding uh my friend Aisha, shout out to you girl she wants to do a uh, cultural competency courses right should that be a requirement for p- police in the academy Would that even make a difference? You know, um, from articles I've read, that's when they claim that the racial divide starts because there's some sort of entitlement that they get that you're above the law and that, of course, you'll be protected. Um, I'm assuming that, you know, that already comes with the, the upbringing of some of these police. And perhaps they skate their way to the academy and get the badge and then their true colors come out. But there's so many theories we can go about. All I know is Brianna Taylor, Ahmad Arby, Arbery, and um George Floyd. And sorry if I'm kinda just stumbling over my words. This is how I've been all week. And to actually sit here and actually record the episode is nothing but God's grace because I don't know. So silence is that gonna be you? Is that a choice? It's clear, as according to the definition, that it is. Don't let that be yours. I am done for the night. I hope you can follow what I'm saying. Congratulations if you got through this whole episode with me. The ups and downs, the highs and lows. But this is exactly how I feel. Raw and uncut. Also, there's 10 episodes. Go check them out. Season 2 will start this week I kicked off, as you can see, our show is shifting with the culture. It's clearly shifting. Everything in society is moving. I don't know if it's shifting for good or bad. We're going to see. Content goes elsewhere. But hopefully you enjoy Gumbo Season 1, Season 2 to begin, if I'm not mistaken. If not this week, the following. Y'all enjoy. Y'all have a good evening. Bye.